Today on Locked on A's, we're talking about a couple of pitching performances from this week that were pretty solid and could be a nice sign of things to come. And then in the third segment, we are doing a very special New York Yankees version of Win of the Week. <laughs> Let's get into it. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 444 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, we're going to backtrack a couple of days. We're going to be talking about Zach Logue's start. We're going to be talking about Cole Irvin's start, again, both against the Marlins and what they did differently and how that could impact the rest of the season for both pitchers. And then we're doing win of the week against the New York Yankees because, hey, why not? You only get to do this a couple times a year. And, uh, I like uh, picking on the Yankees, so we're going to have fun doing that. But before we get into anything, today's episode is brought to you guys by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. Also, you can start following this podcast wherever you like to hear podcasts. Uh, follow us on social media, at LockedOnAs on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a by Jason B on Twitter. If you guys have any questions for us, please subscribe to or join, I guess, join our Twitter community. It's on Twitter. It's a little people button at the bottom of the app, and uh, you, you go there, and then you type in Locked on A's, and then you just join the community. And then you pose a question, ask a question, have some fun, make some friends, have a good time. But uh, let's get into today's episode, and we're going to start with the A's finally beating the Miami Marlins on Wednesday in 10 innings. It took them 10 innings to beat, eh, not a great team. Uh, and that was thanks to a, a sacrifice fly from Sky Bolt. Go a sacrifice sky, if you will. I know that the A's Twitter had something similar to that, and I'm kind of ripping off. I'm riffing off of that. I'm not ripping it off. I'm riffing it off. And so there's a difference. So, uh, yeah, it was a sacrifice sky. Love it. Uh, But the real story in this game was Cole Irvin, because most games that he has started this this year, he has been the main story of that game. He's just been absolutely fantastic in most of his starts. So, Great job, Cole Irvin. Uh, and this one, he went seven shutout innings, gave up three hits, didn't walk anybody, and struck out a career-high 11 batters. That start lowered his ERA to 316 on the season, which is, I think, like half a run better than Garrett Cole, who's coming to Oakland, and the A's are going to hopefully inflate his ERA just a little bit and be like, yeah, that's how we do it in Oakland. You stink, Garrett. Uh, that's that's what I'm hoping for, but... the. The most interesting thing for me here from this start from Cole Irvin was that he threw 72% fastballs. He is not a fastball pitcher. This is not his bread and butter, but it was against the Miami Marlins. And my guess here is that the A scouting reports said something about the Marlins struggling with fastballs, at least against left-handed pitching, because Irvin threw a ton of them on Wednesday and a day before that we saw Zach Logue throw 64% fastballs and set his own career high in strikeouts with seven. Obviously they have to execute the pitches. They have to do well at the pitching as well. You can't just throw a fastball. Like if I threw my fastball and it was down the middle, I think I'm getting crushed. So they have to execute, but it does look as though the Miami Marlins struggle against fastballs 
at least against lefties, maybe against both sides. But uh, Adam Aller on Monday night, he struggled with fastballs. Just he, he could not command them whatsoever on Monday. So he relied on basically everything but the fastball because it, his fastballs were just not strikes. And so maybe it he could have been going for a fastball-heavy approach, but he just couldn't do the fastballs. Uh, so it's unclear. Uh, if the Miami Marlins struggle against fa- just fastballs in general, which is uh, concerning if you're a Miami Marlins fan and if that's actually what's going on here, uh, or if it's just against lefties, which is slightly less concerning because there's fewer lefties in baseball, but also concerning. It's it's con- uh, The fastball is like everybody's main pitch generally. So if you can't hit the main pitch, you're screwed. So... Go Marlins. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so that's that's what I'm taking away from both of these starts in conjunction with one another is, hey, uh, Miami can't hit fastballs. I like it. Uh, the other interesting stat from Irvin's start is that the max exit velocity that he gave up was just 97.2 miles per hour in just about every baseball game that's ever played. There's at least one ball that gets crushed. It, well over 100 miles an hour. Maybe it's like 101, maybe it's 107. But generally, there's one hit a lot harder than 97.2. It could be a home run. It could be a tattooed liner that gets caught by Vimeo Machine uh, or, you know, Matt Chapman, I guess, if you want to go that way too. Uh, it could be a long flyout. But usually, there's a ball that's hit a lot harder than 97.2 miles an hour. It does not have to be a hit. It can be just a ball put in play. And maybe because... Cole Irvin was busy striking everybody out. There wasn't as many balls hit in play, and so there was fewer chances for them to tattoo a ball. And obviously, they were having a hard time tattooing anything against Cole Irvin because he gave up three hits and zero runs. He had a great start. Love it. So that was just an interesting little tidbit that I saw. And one other interesting note from the game is that the Marlins batters were jumping all over Danny Jimenez early in the count. I don't know if this is a them thing or if this is going to be a thing that we see moving forward against Danny Jimenez, but uh, he recorded four outs. He gave up a home run, so that's that's five pitches that you need to record all of those outs if you're starting from scratch and there's nobody on base. That's that's five pitches that, that you need overall to, give, to get four outs and then one home run. That's five. He threw eight pitches total to get four outs. And so uh, that was wild to me. I just thought that that was interesting. One of those pitches was a hanging slider, and uh, that one was crushed to tie the game in the top of the ninth. So uh, don't do that anymore, Danny, because your slider, as we talked about on Monday, I believe, uh, is your best pitch. It's one of the best pitches in baseball. Don't hang them, because then it's not as good. But in all fairness, uh, that is the first home run that Jimenez has given up on the slider all season, and he's thrown 327 of those suckers heading into the game on Wednesday, so uh, not too bad there. And it's also just the second home run that he's given up all season on both his fastball and his slider. So, uh, hey, sure, he's doing great. I'm not going to nitpick on that. The A's won. It's fine. But I thought that that was interesting that the Miami Marlins had their own little plan of attack. They're like, hey, how about we uh, we go get this guy early because this slider, we're not going to hit it. And then the other pitch that he has is a fastball. And that's weird. Um, yeah, I just thought that that was very interesting because apparently they can't hit fastballs. And his slider is one of the best pitches in baseball. I don't know how they got to run against him, honestly. It's because he hung that slider. Don't hang sliders against the Miami Marlins because you can throw fastballs and they, they won't hit them. 
Uh, but a couple of quick little tidbits before we move on to the next segment here, and that is uh, down in Double A, or no, sorry, down in Triple A, Las Vegas. Ken Waldachuk, who was acquired in the Frankie Montas trade with the New York Yankees, and they probably want him back now because they're having lots of injuries to their rotation. But uh, he had quite the outing for Vegas. He went five innings, gave up five hits, three runs, but only one of those was an earned run. He allowed one walk, and he struck out nine. Nine batters. Uh, he's settling in. He's doing okay. I'm excited to see Ken Waldachek make his Major League debut, maybe by season's end, because uh, the Triple A season is going to be wrapping up here pretty quick. Rosters are going to expand. Maybe we see Ken Waldachek here in September. I don't know. Something to keep an eye on. Also, Christian Pache. He went deep. He had a three-run homer, and uh, he is hitting 262 since the demotion to Las Vegas. So he's hitting 262 in Las Vegas, and uh, the average is pretty on par with where he hit last year in AAA. So I think he's hitting 262 now. I think he hit like 265 last year in AAA. Obviously different leagues, but, you know, same level generally of opponents. Uh, but his strikeout rate has been cut by 5.5% down to 22% this season at, compared to last year in AAA. So, uh, you know, interesting. He's going to get another look at some point. Let's let's see what he's got at some point. Maybe he's going to be up in September. I'd like to see some Christian Pache roam in the outfield. Maybe pair him with Ramon Laureano. Maybe for the last time. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that, interesting notes from Wednesday's action, but coming up, we're talking about Zach Logue and what he changed to just dominate the Miami Marlins. Obviously, he threw more fastballs, but there's more to it, and I'm going to tell you what that is. But first, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including baseball, basketball, the NFL, the NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. You know, some of those sports, like three of those sports, are coming back soon. While baseball is going to be heading into the postseason, you got the NFL, the NBA, and the NHL coming back fairly soon. So place some bets. Look at Bet Online for some bets because Bet Online continues to be the number one online source for all of your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They've got you. You covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today because Bet Online is where the game starts. Welcome back to the Lockdown Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. We also have a YouTube channel, so check out Lockdown A's on YouTube. Follow us on social media at Lockdown A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. Again, if you guys have any questions for us, Twitter communities, that's the way to do it. Just join the community, pose a question. I get alerts. And then I answer your questions live on air or also via, you know, interaction on Twitter. I, I, I like to interact. So follow the account. Ask us questions there, too. Do, do whatever you do. I'll answer whatever questions you have with my opinions or sometimes facts. Sometimes I actually know. And I'm not just like, I don't know, this probably sounds good. Uh, I'm good at baseball, you guys. Anyways, on Tuesday, Zach Logue turned in one of his best outings of the season against the Miami Marlins, going five and a third innings, giving up three hits, two runs. One of those was on a solo shot. Uh, no walks, and he struck out a career-high seven. One of those runs probably should not have counted uh, because the play that scored him was... Uh, he had been pulled from the game. Domingo Acevedo gave up a chopper down the third baseline, and Vemeal Machin bobbled it, and it was not called an error. And uh, it looked like an error to me, but I'm not the official scorer. 
Also, I didn't want that run to count against Zach Loke, so maybe it wasn't an error, but uh, I was being biased. So that was my opinion, I think, is uh, not a run against Zach Loke. So in my opinion, he gave up one run, and then the other one was just unearned. That's all. Either way, Zach Loke was, was saddled with the loss, his fourth straight... Not even the decision, just fourth straight loss in a game that he's appeared in, so that's not great. Uh, but he pitched much, much better on Tuesday, and that is something that he should feel pretty good about because he had given up 13 runs in like nine and a third innings heading into this start in his last two starts. So very nice turnaround for Zach Logue. So what was the difference in looking at his pitch mix? He relied heavily on the fastball, which we talked about uh, with 41 of the 62 pitches that he threw being heaters. And that is 62% heaters. He threw heaters. Uh, you know, as fast as he throws them. Uh, he also got five whiffs on 18 swings on the fastball, which is one of his highest whiff rates on the pitch all season. So was his pitch doing something wildly different? Not really. It was moving like maybe an extra inch. But uh, again, the Marlins do not hit fastballs. It's what I'm deducing after the Cole Irvin start as well. Uh, on the season, Logue has been throwing his heater 48.5%. And while he threw 58% fastballs against Texas in his last start, so it seems as though this is something that he's actually working on, is using that fastball a little bit more and not just against the Miami Marlins. Uh, the results this time around were much, much better because he was facing the Marlins. Uh, his pitch mix was nearly the same by percentages as it was in that start against the Rangers. But there was a difference that there was a difference, and Martin Gallegos reported on what that difference was. Uh, excellent reporting from Martin Gallegos. So uh, this is from the article. It's not quotes; it's just from the information from the article that I'm going to be talking about. Here you go. Turns out Cole Irvin, the guy who started on Wednesday and is just I don't know like a god among men. Uh, he is a, a lefty having a pretty good solid for the A's in his own right. And uh, he sat in on Zach Logue, who is a fellow lefty. He sat in on his bullpen session over the weekend and shared some thoughts on what he was seeing while he was throwing these baseballs, especially the when Zach Logue was making good pitches and executing. So he was like, this is what you're doing here. Let's try and get these mechanics a little bit better. And Zach Logue took some of that into his next start. Uh, Logue told the Gallegos that one of the main goals for his start against the Marlins was to go out there and attack, which is something that Irvin himself started doing earlier this season. Uh, I believe that it was... He got that idea from Stephen Vogt, uh, who had worked with Madison Bumgarner. And so Bumgarner, for his last few pitches of his, his warm-up tosses before the game, he would throw them hard. He would be like pitching like he was in a game to get himself pumped, to get himself ready. And that's what Cole Irvin's been doing to escape some of the first-inning jitters, that it, not jitters, but uh, struggles that he'd been having. And so it looks like everybody's learning from Madison Bumgarner through Steven vote, which is why I don't know that he's going to be DFA'd. Anyways, uh, one trend that we've seen with Logan recent starts is that he's relying on his cutter a little bit less. And on Tuesday, he threw it just 11% of the time compared to his season average of 22%. His cutter also has opponents uh, batting 355 against him. So uh, on that one pitch. So uh, obviously, as I said about Adam Aller and not using his sinker anymore because it was getting crushed. Hey, maybe that's a maybe that's a thing that Zach Logue is also working on is using that cutter slightly less. He doesn't have as many pitches as Adam Aller, so he kind of still needs it as like a, a look. But maybe it's something that we're seeing here is 
less reliance on that cutter. Uh, earlier this week, I questioned whether Logue's spot in the rotation should be used by someone else the rest of the way after his previous two starts where he gave up 13 runs in nine and a third innings. But uh, after his latest outing on Tuesday, he's definitely earned another start or two with the A's. Uh, obviously, if I say bad things and then they perform, I'm going to say good things. Good job, Zach Logue. You can stay in the rotation for a couple more starts. Uh, I think that he's earned it. He, he had a rough patch, and maybe he just needed a reset, and uh, maybe I, I want to see what what he does now. I'm intrigued by him now, so let's see what happens. And we're also going to see if his new approach to taking the mound with authority and attacking the zone and all that stuff, uh, if that works this weekend against a pretty tough opponent in the Bronx Bombers, who have Giancarlo Stanton returning from the IL uh, in time to crush A's pitching. So uh, very excited for this weekend, and you can get excited too because we have a very special late week edition of wit of the week coming up or you know soon i don't anyway we're, we're we'll be back in a minute you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks a few becomes a few too many as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out you think of calling for a ride but nah you live nearby you can make it home okay it's no big deal what are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway and even so what's the worst that could happen your insurance goes up you lose your license you lose your job you total your car you kill someone Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Welcome back to the Lockdown Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show and you've made it this far, leave us a five-star review, please, and thank you for doing that. Uh, also, make sure to follow us on social media at Lockdown Ace on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. But let's get into win of the week because the Bronx Bombers are coming to Oakland where they love to struggle. So what are the A's going to do? I have not actually predicted uh, in my notes yet whether or not the A's are going to be winning these games. I'm going to lay out some facts and then give my hot take on whether the A's are going to win that game or not. So Thursday, today, in like an hour from right now. So by the time you listen to this, this game's happening. Let's see what happens. But uh, it's going to be former Yankee farmhand James Caprillion going against Jamison Tyone. Tyone went five innings pitched, gave up seven hits and three earned runs in his June start against the A's and has given up at least three earned runs in each of his four starts this month. Uh, James Caprillion has only given up three earned runs once in his last six starts, but against worse opponents than Jamison Tyone has been facing. So, I don't know, it could be kind of an even matchup in that regard. This feels like a bullpen game, but I will also say that Jamison Tyone, uh, he, he faced the June A's and struggled. The June the, the A's won, like, I don't know, well, three games in June? How did he struggle that bad against the June A's? A's are taking this one. I don't if it's bullpen game, I don't care. A's are winning this game. James Caprillion, he's he's big game James. He's the new big game James, only he actually pitches well in big games. James Caprillion getting some some revenge. I think he's actually beaten the Yankees before, but more revenge against the Yankees. I love it. And also uh, apparently he was playing Notorious BIG before the game today, so that's interesting. Why? Why, James? Why? Anyways, okay, so Friday, we got former Yankee farmhand J.P. Sears going against Garrett Cole, and I am 
very intrigued by this matchup, I must say, because J.P. Sears has been fantastic for the A's. And Garrett Cole, I love to tell you what his ERA is because uh, he's, you know, he's the gold standard of pitchers, according to baseball media. And uh, Cole Irvin's got a better ERA than him. So, you know, there's that. So in his last five starts, Garrett Cole has given up six five and four earned runs in three of those five starts. And then he's also given up zero and one runs in the other two. He's going to give the Yankees a little bit of length from the starting pitching spot. So he'll go like six innings. But uh, if the A's can scratch out a couple of runs, they could have a decent chance because J.P. Sears has allowed three earned runs in three starts. The most he's given up in any start is two. And uh, I mean, obviously, if one team's going to be able to hit J.P. Sears, it's going to be the Yankees. But... I'm going to go with J.P. Sears doing okay. I'm a little bit worried about the bullpen because the, the A's just haven't had a day off in forever. So I think that J.P. Sears pitches fine. He puts them in a position to win this game. Maybe the, the A's bullpen blows this one. But um, that's what I think. A's are going to lose this game. But J.P. Sears is going to be great. It's not going to be his fault. That's what I got going. So Saturday, we got former New York Mets farmhand Adam Aller going against Domingo Herman. Um, I believe that Nestor Cortez was going to start this game according to roster resource, but then uh, I'll get into it here in a second. But uh, Nestor Cortez was put on the IL. That's that's the the quick bit of that. So Domingo Herman is going to be starting this game for the Yankees on Saturday. Herman returned to the rotation at the end of July, and after one rough start against the Astros, he has been uh, pretty lights out this month, posting a 2.67 ERA in five starts. Uh, he's been going five or six innings in those starts, so that's a little bit scary that he's been pitching somewhat deep into games and also pitching very well, and the Yankees are the Yankees and blah, 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 but Adam Aller had, like, no stuff in his last start, so I gotta imagine that he's gonna have all of his stuff in this start, but if he has the, the same level of stuffiness in this game, uh, the Yankees are gonna eat him alive, I would assume, because the, the Marlins aren't a great offensive team, and he was able to get through six innings because he needed to get through six innings. I don't know that uh, the Yankees will allow him to make any mistakes, so I think Domingo Herman's probably got this one. I don't if there's one game that the A's are going to win this entire series, I want it to be this game for, you know, reasons from off of the baseball field related to Domingo Herman. And, uh, you know, hey, Adam Aller, he proved to me on Monday that he's a gutsy guy. Go out there and be gutsy and get a win. I'm going to say I don't know that the A's are going to win this game, but I'm going to say the A's are going to win this game because I want it to happen. I'm manifesting an A's win, an Adam Aller-led A's win. He's going to go six innings, give up two runs. I love Adam Aller. He's uh, he's my forever starter. But moving on to another guy uh, who's starting, <laughs> and that's Zach Logue on Sunday versus TBD. Um, that's according to Matt Kawahara. Um, yeah, so as I said, Nestor Cortez was scheduled to pitch in this series, whether it was going to be Saturday or Sunday, up to up for debate. But uh, he was placed on the IL on Thursday, and the Yankees called up 27-year-old righty Greg Weisert from AAA to, make, to take his roster spot. But Weisert isn't a starter. He's never started as a professional baseball player. So uh, I don't think that it's going to be him that's going to be starting the game. Maybe we're looking at a bullpen game. Maybe they're looking at, you know, Clark Schmidt pitching uh, three-ish innings. The most that he's ever pitched this season is three and a third, and he's pitched three a few times. So I assume that they're going to see if they can get three innings out of him, then maybe go to, like, Greg Weissert for a stint, and then 
go bullpen game from there. So with that being the case, I have no idea because I don't know who the Yankees are throwing. I don't, probably a Rawlis Chapman. And you know who sucks at uh, closing out games in the playoffs? And I know this isn't the playoffs, but it kind of is for the A's. So uh, I don't know. Who's a good right? Let's say Shea Langoliers takes him deep to walk off the Yankees on Sunday. Shea Langoliers taking a Rawlis Chapman deep on Sunday. Um, if he does that at all this series, I will claim victory, by the way. But uh, I'm going to say that it is on Sunday. Shea Langoliers walking it off, and we're going to have a great time with that. So Zach Logue gets a no decision. I think he's going to pitch well enough. He's going to go five-ish innings, maybe give up three runs. But, hey, against the New York Yankees, that's not a bad that's not a bad time at all. And then the Yankees bullpen is the Yankees bullpen. They got gas. They got their friggin' loop-de-loop, whatever, sweepy thing. Um, and, you know, let's just say, you know, I said sweepy thing. The A's are going to sweep the Yankees. That's what we're going with. Uh, disregard what I said earlier. I don't remember what I said earlier anyway. It's all hot takes. Uh, so the, the A's are going to sweep the Yankees, and the Yankees suck, and uh, they're going to stop being a baseball team. So that's... That's what's coming up with a uh, win of the week. Boom! Nailed it. Love baseball. Great sport. And, uh, hey, if the A's do sweep the Yankees, maybe the A's can just take the Yankees' place in the postseason. I think that that probably should be a thing that happens. That, okay, I was joking at the start of this, but if you get swept by, like, by, like the Tigers and you're the Houston Astros and it's, like, September, you lose your spots in the playoffs, you have to play all 162 games to make the playoffs, and uh, you can lose it on a whim. I love it. Uh, that's a write that into the to the CBA. Uh, Rob, Rob, do that one. <laughs> that's a terrible idea. Don't do that, Rob. Uh, all right, but that's all that I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. Now. Go make Locked On MLB your second listen because baseball expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor and passion and a unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB. They're available on the Odyssey app. They're available on YouTube. They're available wherever you get the podcasts. That sounded like something uh, that, what, podcasts. Don't add E to everything, Jason. Podcasts. You can get it wherever you get podcasts. Uh, wherever you're listening to this, go listen to Sully and it's Pottycast. <laughs> ah, Jason, Jason, Jason. See what happens when I don't have a script? This is a, I just start saying words. Anyways, uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next week, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans, and I will talk at you next week.